legends, myths, ghosts, the paranormal, all these and more, exploring into the night, welcome. Welcome back my ghoul seeking, witch loving, ghost seeing friends to episode 21 of your favorite spookcast, exploring into the night. I am your host, Galileo. Last week's City Cemetery episode gave me the chills for a while, a couple of days actually. It reminded me of another personal story, this one I'm going to call The House in the Corner. Well, first of all, The House in the Corner has that name because the house was in a corner. But why did I remember it? Well, I used to live in that house right after college before about a year or so before the previous house that I told you about in in two episodes ago uh, this was and why that I remember it is because it this was actually two blocks from from a cemetery okay the thing that thing the thing that you need to know is that for example, Okay, this house was built in the in the 1940s, 1950s, more or less, by my grandmother. Um, she lived she lived there since it was since it was built until she passed in 2003. Um, just so you just so you know what, uh, just so you get a better better idea of the house, it's in the corner, on um, the bottom floor, or for businesses and the top is a loft this is the house where, where the house is right so I'm sorry about that um, what happened is that she was a very um, so, something to to consider is that she was very jealous of me and my brothers and my father so I used to live there because um, the house came to my so my father once she passed away so what I remember from the house is that when I was little I, I used to go to her house every week or two weeks to have my favorite meal during the weekends called menudo so I remember that every day when I went there to get to the loft obviously there was a door downstairs and I just had to walk straight upstairs and when I walked up, I used to bang my feet on the floor, on, on the steps. I was eight, nine years old when this happened, so I'm pretty sure it's kind of, well, standard for a kid to, to, to be doing such such noises. And whenever I, I went up there, well, I just had had lunch and all, and, and all that. Uh, the thing is, is that for college, I used to crash at the house. Um, why? Because my, my school was three blocks from there, on the other side of the cemetery. Interesting part. So, what would happen is that every, every two, uh, every day, but every two or three days, I would, but every two or three days I would take a nap. I would be there every day, um, you know, doing homework, um, having lunch, all those sorts of things. 
Um, but just to keep in mind, she, so my grandmother did not die there. She did have a pretty bad accident though, but she did not die there. So, well, one day when I was, when I was trying to take a nap be between classes, I would used to, I would, well, I, I would go have lunch there between the 1 p.m. class and the 5 p.m. class. So I had from 3 until 5. So uh, that was 3 hours. I'm sorry, 2 hours of, uh, of t kill time. So I would just go there sometimes um, because the 5 o'clock teacher would usually end up start. Usually end up start giving the class at around 6. So what would happen is I would just stay there for a while and take a nap and during the first semester in school somewhere around mid-semester i distinctly remember that i was trying to trying to take a nap after having a burger or something i don't remember what i was sitting and it's not relevant um i saw her silhouette out of the corner of my eye and i felt calm I felt easy. I was comfortable. So I guess that I said, well, have, have a good night or, or a good day or something like that. The thing is, is that that was the first time I didn't give him much. Uh, I didn't give him much thought, of course. But then that's when that's when it started because I would start seeing her her silhouette but I, I was I knew it was her because it's a very distinct silhouette I can I could see that she wasn't standing straight up and she was wearing her her case because the thing is that she she would always be wearing um a set of green case a casket that casket I'm sorry waistcoats I'm sorry that she used to have all green. Every waistcoat was the exact same thing. So I could see it. And I thought, okay, I'm just imagining her because this is where she lived. I spent with, I spent coming here to this house so, so many times. So falling asleep, I'm imagining her, right? So one day I decided to crash up to throw a party in that in that house. And it turns out that out of all the people that I didn't know that were in the party, in my own house, of course, were two girls that 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 were saying to everybody that they were witches. So I didn't think I, I didn't think much of it until some sometime around I don't know one one or two a.m. that I went to to the bottom to the bottom of the stairs where one of the businesses was. Um, this was an old an old business of, of my father's that was empty at the moment. So he was there. They were there. They had some sort of drawing on the floor with chalk. And they had a red candle in it. The candle was completely gone. And it was surrounded by a circle of salt. So I just kicked them out and said... That was a, I wasn't a believer back then of this... Uh, supernatural supernatural world so I just kicked them out and said this is not the place nor the time for for your crazy things right so I just kicked them out 
And when I went up, when I went upstairs, um, that's when my friends started saying that they were not just one of them, but a couple of them said that they saw an elderly woman, and they described her. And the thing is, is that the way I see it, it was, it was impossible for for anybody to to describe her because I was the only one that knew her. They knew her, and there were no pictures of her, no anything, so they, they weren't able to see their her pictures. It was like, where are they seeing her? Um, one girl said that she saw a reflection on, on one of the windows, so another girl said that she, she saw her out of the corner of her eyes. Things of the sort. Nobody ever saw her directly in front. In front. So this is when I started to just to think, okay, maybe she is here, but but come to think of it, it is her house. She did live here for an extremely long time, so why wouldn't she be here? I to uh, I mean, I would understand that she was there the entire time. So, um, I just let it go. I threw several other uh, parties, but, and, uh, study, study hall session kind of things. So, and every time somebody was there, somebody would say, okay, I can see her out of the corner of my eye, but never in front. And then one day I start to, I start thinking, well, this is odd. So, what I did was that I invited a priest over. Well, I told my I told my mom what, what was going on. She's a she's a religious believer. She told my dad, and they told me, okay, let's invite a priest. So I so I went to 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 a nearby church and invited a priest over. He did his blessings and everything, but he said, yes, there's somebody there, and they don't want to leave. So I immediately assumed it was my grand grandmother because. It's at the uh, at the end of time. So at the end of everything, it's it is her house. So I just I just thought it was over. And coming back to the part that she's very jealous of us. Um, one day, while I was dating dating my now wife, I decided to invite her over for lunch, and my parents as well. So they all decided to come. The thing is, is that my parents were late because there was a horrible accident in the road. So they were about three to four hours late. So it turned into a a late kind of supper, early dinner sort of thing. Uh, the thing is, is that I told my girlfriend that she was gonna be that that her my parents were gonna be late. So I she decided to come to come by later. I was at the house, nothing happened, Alejandra arrived, everything was okay, and then my parents arrived, and that's when things started to get fuzzy, let's say, because we were talking, we were in the living room, just think about this, the living room had door two, to the hall, to one of the bedrooms, to the bathroom, and the dining room. 
So what happened is that we were standing in the middle of the of the of the living room, and the, do the door to the bathroom, which was an old, heavy door. The thing about the door as well was that it was humid, so it didn't quite fit when closed. You had to bang it really hard, um, and they just slammed shut. Nobody was there, nobody pushed it, no nothing, and it slammed completely hard. And odd thing was that, well, the wind, the wind wasn't blowing that day, that day because I had the windows open, and the curtains were just flat. They weren't moving at all. Nothing was going on whatsoever. And the thing is, interesting thing is that when the door slammed shut, I opened it, and the bathroom was cold. I could I could almost see my breath in there. And then all of a sudden the entire living room started getting really cold as well. That was that was odd because well there was nothing nothing that was not, I couldn't explain why why it was cold. It was it was in the it was in the, it was in summer. It was autumn, but it was still too cold for autumn in these parts. So that made that made my girlfriend kind of anxious and she was nervous the entire time she was there. But nothing happened. After that, nothing happened. That was probably the main, the the worst thing or whatever that 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 happened in that house. And this was actually when my parents ended up telling me, "Okay, let's go get a priest, so so you so you can help her out," because uh, since they didn't live there, it was they lived in a different city. Um, I had to say I, I had to take care of that, the entire thing, right? So. That's what I did. I went to, to the nearest church, which is ironically a block away. The priest went to the house. He told me, yes, there is a spirit there and it's home. He doesn't want to leave. The only one that would be able to get it to leave would be you. It seems that it, seems that it had an attachment to me. So what I did, following the priest's, the priest's instructions um even though i'm a non-believer I, I complied because of my parents um he told me to take the house take some holy water spray it around the house uh, and say a couple of prayers and invite in this case my grandmother to leave whether it be through a door through a window or through a mirror because the mirrors are portals to to the to the nether world, so that's exactly what I did. I turned on a couple of uh, candles where the priest told me, and I began doing the entire the, uh, the entire thing. Sprayed some holy water, and then started praying, and then I just start started talking to her. I invited her to leave because the house was being used by me and by friends and. Even though she's welcome because it is her house, it's it's making my guests uncomfortable, and I don't want I don't want them to be uncomfortable. 
so I was hoping that she would understand and and um, what it what, what happened was that I saw something dark a figure like just whoosh I felt it whoosh past me and then go in the bathroom and in the bathroom into the mirror so I think she was there protecting me from whatever that dark thing was so what I did is that I had a hammering hand because the priest told me that whenever I felt or saw something go through a window a door or anything just smash it with smash it with the hammer if it was glass smash it break it if it's a door just bang it so once that happened it went straight to the mirror I grabbed the hammer just a regular old hammer and I slammed it really hard against the mirror nothing happened the mirror did not break the mirror nothing it just stood there how could a mirror stand a hammer fall so I did it again I smacked it really hard and I got the exact same result nothing I started getting kind of worried, worried because I thought, okay, maybe this, whatever it is, this thing is holding the mirror. And that's why it's not breaking. So I took a step back in order to take, have some leverage and I hit it with all my might. And they didn't explode like every, like every glass or every mirror when, when you hit it and, just, and, and it shatters. It just kind of cracked. So I said, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go downstairs and get a sledgehammer. I knew I knew there was a sledgehammer there. So as just as soon as I left the bed, the bathroom, I I just heard it shatter. There were like an explode. It was like like an an explosion of glass. There were piece little pieces of mirror everywhere, all over the floor. Um, I think that they flew pretty, pretty hard because there were a couple of, uh, of splinters that were stabbed on the, on the door, on the wooden door. So that was a, that, that, those pieces were, were flying pretty fast and well, this, this wasn't normal. I mean, why did it shatter? after I left the bathroom so what happened is that I just I literally took my I took the the broom sw sweeped everything threw it all away left it out on the curb and called my mom told her what happened she said go to the priest just so, just to see what's going on so I did I went to the priest I asked him he said he said that Yes, indeed, my grandmother was protecting me of something that was in that house, probably before she built it, and she was taking care of me. That's why when I broke the window, she was the one holding it, and she stopped holding it. She let go until I, until I left the bathroom.
and so she knew that I was safe. So I think that some, not all, but some spirits, especially the ones that are from our from our beloved ones, are probably hanging around in order to take care of us, in, in order to watch out for us, because they care for us. They still do. They still love us. So even though they haven't crossed over or gone to heaven or gone to purgatory or whatever you want to call it, they're watching us. And they're never going to stop. Also, I, I received a smell that day. And several months later, my my mother had a, some flowers in the kitchen that smelled just like that, and said, "Hey, when I um, when I did that uh, thing in my grandmother's house, I smelled those flowers. That smell of that those flowers." And she said, "Well, those are and I don't know I don't know I don't remember the name of the flowers, but those were her favorite flowers." It, so I took it as a, I'm leaving now, but remember me, remember my smell. And it's a smell that I cannot forget. I, I still don't know what the flowers are, are called. What I do know is that in her grave, in that cemetery that's two blocks away from the house, her grave is surrounded by that flower i'm not sure if somebody somebody we know planted them there or not but what i do know is that they're there and they surround the entire grave and they keep her company because it's her favorite flower she's rest she's finally resting in peace with her flowers and of course my grandpa is buried under her so everything is Okay, well, my friends, I think it's getting kind of late once more, and I sense it's time to go out and explore into the night once again. Remember, if you have any stories, legends, myths, or personal experiences, and would like for us to share them in this podcast, please send them to eitnpodcast.gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at into exploring or just type exploring into the night. If you if you would like we can set up a call and you can tell the story in your own words like I have just done. Talk to you in the next episode. This has been your host Galileo. Thank you for listening exploring into the night. Good evening.